What's up, everybody? This is The Quad with Chris Young. As always, I'm Chris. We got Ryan from Miami. Happy Monday. Producer Josh. Good morning, or whenever it is you're listening to this. (laughs) Might not be Monday either. Yeah. (laughs) And Haley the Bear. T'Challa. A lot to get to. We always say that, but this week, we mean it. There's... Some happy stuff, obviously some stuff that's not so happy with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, which we're going to get to, and just a lot of things. I wanted to start with two things that are completely random. If if this somehow is the first time you've dropped in, you've never listened to this podcast before, sometimes we have guests, uh, most of the time we don't, but we always do four specific things, sports, movies, music, and a hot take at the end, and... I, there's just two things that I want to talk to <laughs> talk about this week that do not follow into either of those categories. Um, one being just completely random, and this just blew my mind. A single sheep sold for four hundred and ninety thousand dollars over the weekend. What am I doing wrong? <laughs> I don't know, and I'm sure that it, it, like they they talk about it in the article and they explain like the the family history of the sheep and why the sheep is important. I don't know, man. Like I, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest doing more research on this. It looked like it was a bad deal. Stop it. No one liked this. Stop it. <laughs> it was coming. I, knew uh, it was. I know. Yeah. There's going to be a sheep joke in there somewhere, but it, it's, a, <laughs> he's so proud of himself right now. <laughs> so excited. Good job, Ryan. First dad joke of the pod. There. Yeah, there let's go. Someone somewhere <laughs> and, and, laughed. Unfortunately. And for those that just started listening, they already clicked off. Well, <laughs> and now they're gone. Well, if you think about it, if you do something like that, you would hope that their investment was going to be way more than what they paid for. So is the idea that they're going to breed like this is a very like, special perfect sheep perfect sheep <laughs> and they're going to breed them and that's going to bring back better quality wool like, i gotta the- be honest normally when i see an article like this i like dive into it and want to find out more information about it or like what happened and what led to this i saw a sold sheep for half a million dollars and i was like I, i'm out i can't <laughs> i good Did for we find you out who whoever was? that who, for whoever that guy is good for you but WTF. Do you think? <laughs> do you think that guy is feeling pretty sheepish today? Oh no! Stop it! So anyway, the other random piece of news I wanted to get to before we can allow Ryan to make any more bad jokes is they are tearing up the BNA carpet, rip BNA carpet. This is sad. The Nashville airport carpet is being removed, removed and replaced with terrazzo. And if any of you have flown into Nashville, it's a very distinctive brown and blue swirled colored carpet it's got its, it's a own tradition thing. it's a tradition why would they you know they're all big about like history and like you know stuff that sticks here in nashville well why the heck are you gonna tear up the darn carpet i mean this car it has its own instagram account it's as, <laughs> as of this morning has twenty nine thousand followers on it oh lord wasn't all there right. a petition to not rip the carpet out like there was a petition people were signing to keep the carpet in At place least keep was like there? a little section wait, wait was there actually uh, a petition for this yeah there was a change.org yes. petition um that last i signed I, it yeah i signed it too a couple like two years ago it came I mean, out we might we might be going a little far with the change.org petition i'm not sure that's keep quite it. what that's supposed to be for <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's a staple if you think of like the second you're coming into Nashville and leaving Nashville. It's great for the city. It's the first thing you see when you get in and the last thing you see before you leave. And most of the time you're pretty hungover when you see it for the last time. Or still drunk. <laughs> it's just comforting either way. It's comforting. <laughs> have you ever laid on it? I have. It's very comfortable. That's you gross. You laid on that carpet? Yeah. I've laid know, on the carpet too. It's okay. Head down, Man. you know, in, in a just quiver of shame, just fetal <laughs> position. <laughs> In any event, rest, Ryan's rest. trips to that airport are much different than mine. Wow. Yep. You, you and I live very different lives. You've, you've had to text me and say, hey, man, did you, you, you make it to the airport? Yeah, yeah, I'm there. Thanks, bud. That's true. Pic- picture of the carpet, and you're like, all right, cool, you're there. I was just trying to honestly figure out if I had one more day of debauchery with you while you are in town <laughs> because you missed your flight. You know, <laughs> no, no comment, no one, comment there. Once or twice. And nope. just once or twice, I had yeah. to make an emergency <laughs> flight home before work. Yep. All right. Well, let's get into things. Let's go to sports. Sports. Okay. I want to start off by saying Vegas odds makers are insane. Now, I know that may come off like a obvious, like, duh. Have you, have you been there? They don't build those buildings for free. Like, they're very large buildings in Vegas, and the house always wins and blah, blah, blah. Over a span of three games, four games, uh, the Bucks hit the spread by either half a point or one point. Four straight games. So, like, in, in a row, the day that I was watching games, because I was watching the line, and I was hearing people say, oh, I'd, I'd bet on so-and-so. And the, <laughs> the Bucks won their game by 14 and they were giving 13 and a half. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then the Rockets just absolutely demolished <laughs> their game. That one wasn't even close. Yeah. But then the Lakers had to, like, the line on their game was nine, and they won by nine yeah. to push. Yeah. That's just crazy to me. There is someone that is that good at going, I know exactly how many points this game is going to win by. It's wild, man. I mean, that that is insane. Especially if you're the one gambling on them. Totally. Yeah. There is a guy, Harlebob Vulgaris, who is a, a famed NBA basketball gambler, has made millions upon millions of dollars gambling. He's so good, and his algorithms for predicting games were so good that the Dallas Mavericks hired him to be on staff to help them forecast their schedule and what what games <laughs> should be closer that they should push a little harder to try to win and which ones are just like, nope, this is the this back. Is a blowout. You're the, fine. This is a, Wait, back. this is a true story. Yeah. He's wow. He, um, like his, his Mark mod- Cuban, you sneaky son of a gun. It's really cool. It's very is, smart. We, did that guy go on shark take one time? No, I think I saw him on shark Tank. No. <laughs> yeah. Harla Bob. Bul- Bulgaris. Okay? That sounded like what it hurt. <laughs> reference is that? Shark well, I mean, Mark, Mark Cuban's Cuban. on. Yeah. I get it, but. No, go away. Connect the dots, Haley. Okay, so let, let's connect the dots to this. We've been talking about it. At one point, we were concerned that the Bucks were in trouble. I don't know why we ever got to that point, you know, hyperbole and shouting things that are going to be hot takes. But uh, Miami versus the Bucks. Let's go. Yeah. Let's uh, go. What do you think about this, Rye? Heat and three. What? Really? <laughs> That's not how math works, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, do you uh, know how the playoffs work? Do you know the playoffs? No, the only team to win two games over the Milwaukee Bucks this year um, has been your Miami Heat, uh, who are two and one. 
against the Bucks this season. You're amazing. I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be a very, very, very close series. I think it's going seven. I I agree. I think they can take them to seven. I think that this is a nightmare matchup for the Bucks. Like this isn't Giannis against the Magic, just spinning in the lane and and just dunking on every person that exists on Orlando's team. Like the Heat's defense is really good, and Bam Adebayo gives him fits. They've got big, strong guys to throw at Giannis. You've got crafty defensive-minded people and the Miami Heat have like 12 legitimate NBA players on their roster. That's the They're thing. deeper. They're deeper than Milwaukee is so from you, a scoring perspective. Yeah, so even if you take some people and you just go, "Okay, Myers Leonard, you're going to be five fouls in 10 minutes, but we're going to you're going to hack Giannis and make him tired in the third quarter." Like they can do that. They have the flexibility to just spend some people on on the Bucks. It's cool. Well, it'll be interesting to watch. So you but you still think they've got it, right? Right. Heat and seven. Heat and seven. Okay. I agree. You just said heat and <laughs> Well, first of all, it can't, can't be heat and three. three. <laughs> That's the best of seven. I heat know, and one. But... <laughs> yeah. Heat, heat and one. <laughs> one game elimination. I, Let's go. One game. I think I think they win game one to, I mean Milwaukee has they've been known to obviously come out flat in game ones. They did against the Magic where they got blown out in game one, so yeah, I'm going Heat in game one today and Heat in seven. It's going to be fun. If the Heat win game one, they're in the driver's seat. Okay. Hot take right. by oh you. Oh, my God. Like, ice cold take. No. You don't say. Do you mean to tell me that if you win the first game of a series, you're in the driver's seat no. until you lose two games? No. Is that what hey, you're hey, saying? Hey, hey. He on. win game one. <laughs> he win game one. They will, they will be up in the series. Someone said, is tonight a must win for somebody? And it was an elimination <laughs> game. I'm like, the yeah. Blazers, is tonight a must is. win for Portland? Yes. You know what? That is a must win game because if you don't win it, you're out of the series. Yep. So, yes. Yes, it is. But I I don't know. I know what I said. <laughs> uh, speaking of Portland, whoo, LeBron James's demise was greatly over-exaggerated, wasn't it? We do this every year. We are ready Man. to bury him, and then they come back and win four straight. I mean... Averaged a triple double. Yeah, he in averaged a triple double he's, in year seventeen. He is the same age as you and I, Chris. I know, man. <laughs> Stop. That's just, I yeah. I did not average a triple double. I did not. <laughs> I never averaged a triple double. I ate a triple cheeseburger. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a triple and a double from Wendy's. I, think. <laughs> I had both of those. <laughs> Yeah, man, just insane, insane. That would be actually very impressive if you had a triple and a double cheeseburger in the same setting. That would actually be quite impressive. That's not that one. That's not that much food. Yeah, it is. A triple and a double cheeseburger and eating those in the same sitting? Like a, yeah. That's the same guy. I mean, Ryan, Ryan didn't he say he was like, I can eat six ounces of steak in one bite? Did you do it? I sent you guys a picture of that steak last night and that... I examined it, and there's no way I can eat six ounces of steak. <laughs> I'm ashamed. I could have done four it. But four ounces, I could do four ounces, but not six. He's just going to keep backing this up like, until it's something that's actually feasible. Yeah, he's like, I could do one ounce of steak right now. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Yeah. So, yeah, LeBron, the Lakers. I think it's Lakers-Clippers. It is kind of inevitable, right? Yeah, that, that's what it's looking like. Do you have a case for Houston if they just get hot and bury a bunch of threes? But I think Lake, the battle for Los Angeles is going to be. That's so crazy. And you know what? I also saw last night because I actually sat and watched the entire game. 
Kawhi Leonard is as dangerous as he is uh, with all of the skill set and all everybody talks about, like all defensive player and how rangy he is and that he can guard anybody and that he's quick and that, you know, he's constantly paying attention, picking up steals defensively and on the offensive, you know, boards he's great. He facilitates, he shoots well. His jumper is so automatic. Incredible. I mean, it's not... It, it's like never hits the backboard, never hits the rim. And he's just like five or six times yesterday when they needed like a momentum stopper. Like he just kind of took the ball down there, let a guy square up on him, like jab step two or three times, never dribbled the ball once he like never passed and got it back, sat there and then just went, I'm good from here. Bottoms. I mean, it was just incredible. Yep. And the patience. It looks like he's moving in slow motion sometimes. He's just so methodical in how he moves. It's not quick. It's, it's almost twitchy. a Euro step, but yeah. it's not. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty wild, man. He's incredible. He's incredible. LeBron, LeBron 14 and 0 first round in his career. Remember you said that to us, Josh, 14 <laughs> yep. and 0 in the first round. Yep. Guess who's not undefeated in the first round in his career. Kawhi Leonard. Well, that too, but Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh Lord. Don't <laughs> oh, even Lord, get me true. started. Don't, don't, don't wind people up. Don't do it. It's, it's too soon. It's too soon. Remember, we have to think about what if this is the first podcast for someone. Go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the MJ Jordan debate. That was fun. Oh, man. And uh, LeBron. Oh, and I brought up something last week. So if this is your first time, you're not going to get this reference. But when I was talking about Charles getting out the broom and everything. So on the Dan Levitard show, which I love to listen to and we bring up constantly. I think almost for, every week. <laughs> yeah, pretty much for ESPN. Well, I'm also listening to it right before we come in to record this. So... Stu Gatz, who is on that, they were like, you and Charles are like the only two people that ever get away with just throwing a hot take out there that obviously is not going to come true. And it never comes back on you. Like, it's just, they never get any heat for it. And I was like, yeah, I was making this point in my brain. I'm like, I made this point the other day. And they're like, who else just makes a pick and they're wrong and never gets called out for it? And it's one of my favorite people to watch when it comes to college football. And I completely forgot about this. And I, like it, it blew my mind because I was sitting there going, yeah, who else does that all the time and gets away with Lee, this? Lee Corso. Lee Corso. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was mean, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's got Kirk Herbstreit next to him. He puts, Kirk puts his arm around him, you know, just, just kind of shields <laughs> him from the rest of the world, you know. I just, I had not even made that connection in my brain and then made any sense like oh yeah the headgear pick by the way there are rumors and college game day is my favorite like saturday tradition there's nothing better than watching college game day um apparently they're going to travel this year they're going to go to stadium sites just fans will not be allowed at game day but i'm still excited that game day will be like in that atmosphere yeah, but, but isn't that so much a part of what game day is Absolutely. yes yes it's it will be vastly the- different all their signs the, and their the kid holding and... up the Venmo sign <laughs> and getting like twenty five yeah. grand for beer. Yeah, it just. It's but so... you could you could also argue the same thing for sports. Like when when have we had baseball games where there's cardboard fans in the stands? Well, there's like, still you know. the there's still the competition part of it, and and you could say with game day. By the way, I, I'm gonna watch it. I'm still gonna watch it, but I don't know how many other people will will tune in and watch it with us not having that same atmosphere and the same you know, vibe of even when they have guests on, you know, the guests walking through the line of people, like the crowd going up to sit up there and them getting, you know, cheered and booed, depending on what teams they pick. But that's such a thing 
with that. Whereas the actual game part, there's you still have the competition. You just don't have the energy from the crowd during the competition. Maybe they can pump in fake crowd noise and put cardboard fans behind them for game day. Oh cool my. with that. That's an idea. Yeah. Hey, you know, that's a thing you could do. I guess it, it, with these cut. Oh, jeez. With these. <laughs> Words. With wait, 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 wait. Back up. Just so we're clear. Take she a is breath. <laughs> drinking champagne right now. <laughs> Try again. It's my Monday ritual, okay? All right. Anyways. By the way, I, I'm willing to bet if you, like, polled anybody out there, like, uh, all of the, the girls that come to <laughs> Haley's defense anytime she gets picked on, uh-huh. if you were like, are you cool with her having a champagne mimosa during uh, the recording? They'd be like, hell yeah. <laughs> She's, like, she's a strong, independent woman. She yep. can do whatever she wants. Yep. Like, oh. It's Monday. Got to start it with <laughs> some champagne. It's Monday. <laughs> People okay. usually don't drink on Monday mornings. Yeah. <laughs> go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail us like that. Go ahead. Bear. Anyways, so, you know, you have the cardboard cutouts at the baseball games. Well, these cardboard cutouts that you want to put behind game day are going to be people holding their signs. It's going to be a picture of them holding whatever, you know, big-headed person. So it's a cardboard person holding a cardboard sign? Yes. (laughs) Like, you know what? They get their picture taken that way. That way the signs are still there and it's still somewhat exciting, you know? It is my goal to get a quad with Chris Young sign on college game this year. (laughs) Okay, we'll get to work on that. Can we we be one large cutout of all of us? I like that. (laughs) I know someone that works for that, so I'm going to work on this. You know someone that works for game day? Yeah. Man, all right. Why are we just learning this? I don't like to flaunt. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do want to give a, a, a quick, quick, um, not, not shout out, but just a moment to recognize uh, the passing of John Thompson Jr. Since we were talking about college sports, we obviously are not really having a college basketball season, but I think probably far and away the most iconic head coach that Georgetown has ever had. And, uh, you know, took them to, their biggest games. I mean, that that school really. You think about what has happened um, before and since, and uh, that was just an era, and and so much magic and games and Ewing and everything else that was going on while he was there. Um, so just very very sad, passed away, and uh, just want to show some respect to John Thompson Jr. today. First black coach to win an NCAA men's basketball championship. Um, you mentioned some of the, the other guys he's coached. Allen Iverson, Alonzo Mourning included in there as well. Um, he's He, like many coaches, but but he in particular has had a really special impact on the guys that he has uh, he has coached and and led from the college ranks to the, to the professionals. So really, really big fan of John Thompson. What's going on over there, Ryan? I'm trying to be serious, and there's sirens, and a, a toi- <laughs> there's a toilet behind me that's making noise. I don't. There's, there's a lot going on. Man, you derailed the hell out of that. Uh, you know, you know when like you know when room. like you don't you don't put the flusher down, and it just sits up, and the water kind of moves around and makes the how noise. Did get, how did we get here? Noise. Oh my gosh. Okay. That's kind of what's going on behind me. You know. Yep. Yep. All right, uh, mo- moving on. Wait. <laughs> Wait, moving on from sports or just no, 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 no. It's just to the next thing that we're going to talk about. <laughs> oh my god, dude! Like <laughs> that, that was a full stop right there. Everything <laughs> just came to a full halt. Uh, I got to talk about the Marlins winning in baseball or lack thereof. Yeah, what's going on there, man? With the bet that we have between you and Bear, how's it looking? 
<laughs> what? Wow. what was that? Wow, that was an involved laugh. <laughs> bear noise for sure. Uh, what? What's the percentage right now, Bear? Oh, crap. Let me go back. It is... Not good to... Uh, so good. for the Marlins, they're 14 and 15 with a .483. Got going on? How's that going? What right? was that number? 43. Under 500. Yes. I'm trying to get the exact, okay? And for the Cubs, we're 588. <laughs> which, Getting by closer the way, to 500. Shout, which shout out to the Cubs because um, they're the first team in MLB history to have three starting outfielders get double home runs in one game. Multi-homer games. Double home run. Did I say double home runs? You, you know what I, I meant? Yeah. You, I you meant multiple home runs in one game, right? <laughs> yeah. The double on time. Yes, I meant each. Okay, you get what I was saying. <laughs> I actually, I don't. So now I'm confused. Does it? So Because there's they doubles got, yeah, yeah, and wait, there's wait, wait, home wait. Did runs. Did they get two home runs each? Home runs? Like, did they, did they score two? Did they rob two? They have. <laughs> they got. <laughs> look at look. Did they roll doubles? They're the first team in MLB history to have three starting outfielders hit multiple home runs in the same ah, game. Ah, there it is. There it is. All right. I, you, That's a better sentence. I was, you know, I was trying to say they hit, like, they each, never mind. Okay. By the way, I was watching a movie yesterday, and I look at my phone, and it's 18 to 1 Rays over Marlins, and I just put my phone down and, and didn't look at it for the next two hours. Nice. How does that happen? Yeah, it's difficult, but it happened. <laughs> it's, it's very, very difficult, actually. There's not a mercy wow. rule anymore? <laughs> I, there should be in baseball. Okay, so I got to say, first of all, I believe we need to have a fantasy football draft. We do. It has to happen. There would be put, nothing I'm better. I'm just putting that out there. I, I think the four of us need to do it. Okay. Uh, I, I will say I've already had my first draft for one of the leagues that I'm in, and I did something that I sent to you, Josh, that made you very, very happy. With and the, I, with I, the no, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. I, I thought like to myself, I am way overreaching for this pick. Like I'm way too high. And then come to find out, according to the CBS Fantasy Sports, uh, cbssports.com, they were talking about that in their fantasy football mock draft, someone took this same player in a PPR league in the first round, late in the first round. And it was Patrick Mahomes. With the eighth pick. Yeah. Chris Young Oh, you did not. Dude, what have I I taught you? I I hosted a fantasy show. You were a guest on it. Come on. Yeah, and I was killing the game when I was on that uh, fantasy show. You know, quarterbacks are a dime a dozen. You wait until the fourth, fifth round to take quarterbacks. That's not not the first round? No, listen to me. Not Not in a PPR league. Not points per reception, not points per passes. See? I would have done the same thing. I don't care who you are. Or what league you're on? If it wasn't a keeper league and someone didn't already have him kept, I would have taken him the first round because he is a player that you want on your team immediately. Especially Someone's in a PPR take format, man. Like it, he is what makes that team go. They throw the ball the whole game. Uh, it, look, this is what had been taken. This is who had been taken before it got to me. So McCaffrey, Barkley, Elliott, Cook, Kamara, and Henry were all gone, and Michael Thomas. So, like. It was Mahomes or take Devontae Adams. You take what about Hopkins. On a on a regular game, Mahomes would score the same amount of points as your running back would. Or for more. for the record, for those that are not fantasy football aficionados, PPR means points per reception. 
is what uh, what that league indicates, uh, which is one of my favorite leagues to play in because you get a point per, per reception from your receivers or running backs. Mahomes, though, doesn't get extra points for that. He still gets the same amount of points per touchdown pass that yes, he would. Yes, I, he throws I, I, I understand. Thank you for explaining how the league that I'm in works, Ryan. You, you go, you go. So here's hey, here Ryan, when was the, the number one when was the last time you won a fantasy football league? Last year. Here is the rule. Uh, who you are you playing? In, who are you playing? A bunch of my buddies. $100 league, $100 buy-in. You know, it's good. Got some extra spending. So you were illegally gambling? Um, $100. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> it was a friendly well, wager between friends. Um, okay. <laughs> but you go either wide receiver, wide receiver, running back, running back. You know, first two picks. You don't go quarterback. I don't care if it's, Dude, you I'm know, telling you. Mm-mm. Patrick Mahomes or Joe Namath, you don't uh, go quarterback. Okay, so let me, let, me, let me explain this to you. I would have definitely picked him in the second round. The person that was picking ninth said they would have taken him before it got back to me in the snake draft. Someone was going to take him regardless in the first two yeah, rounds. Yeah, no, this, this is not a case of you wait until the fourth round to get Patrick Mahomes because he won't be there, man. He's not going to be there. He, he puts up too many points. And unless you expect some sort of weird regression year with him, which I don't, I can't see that. All they've done is add people to that team. But I got the running back that I was going to take first in my second round pick. No one took him before that. So, who was which? Which player? Uh, Chubb. Okay. Nick Chubb. So good thing that you and I are already in a league, so I know your drafting strategy, so I can plan around that. Oh, I didn't say I'm going to necessarily take him if I've got one of the top picks. I think that'd be stupid to take him like first or second. Like if you have the Always first pick, like you're McCaffrey. taking McCaffrey. Yeah, right? it has to be. Is that is that kind of like the understood number one this year? If yeah, you're drafting I mean, first, that's your guy. In anyone, a PPR league for sure. Yeah, anyone listening to us, if you get invited into a fantasy football draft this year and you've never played before and you get the first pick, ignore what anyone tells you if the name is not McCaffrey. You yes. take him first. Regardless. Consensus. And like, again... Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, like all those are the running backs that you want to take because not only they get touches out of the backfield, they're going to get passes. So they're going to be able to double up in a PPR format. And I sound like a big nerd, but uh, I, I'm, I'm fine with my pick. I feel like Josh is fine with my pick. CBS Sports is fine with my pick, which I'm is how I met pick. you, Ryan. That is how we met. I was hosting a fantasy show on CBS. And you came on on CBS, yeah. which is why I'm saying people should probably take my advice. I was the host; you were the guest, but that's okay. This you know? year, it's there's loopholes. This year, you have to you have to go with Mahomes. That's All that's right. someone who puts up way too many points not to want to take. So we're looking at CBSSports.com's PPR rankings. CBSSports.com's Top 200 rankings for PPR. Patrick Mahomes is ranked 33rd. All right, so that would still be before the fourth round, and that would technically be at the top of the third. But not like 7th or 8th or 10th. And you know how many different ratings there are on different websites for different people? End of the third. Apologies. There's different ratings for everyone almost on everything. It's all about your opinion, what kind of league you're on, and... How well maybe that person did. This is according to the dot coms. Yeah. However, if you look at another article on that website, they said that someone took him in the first round. I'm just saying we'll see how it plays out this year. I am fully willing to let. So what are we know. doing? Are, are we doing a league with us? And like, I think yeah. we should do like, a league with us and, and do a 10, 10 person league and yep. we can all figure out who else we invite. Yep. Yep. I agree. That can be one of the things we bring up every week. 
just so we're clear, <clears throat> according to fantasypros.com's is <laughs> two, two years ago, Patrick Mahomes, most fantasy points last year, only played 14 games, still ninth most fantasy points. Boom. Same, you made me man. choke on my, you made me choke on my coffee. You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. The point is to get points. Yeah, it is. That is the, the, find you someone who can game. do both. Get find you someone who can do both. <laughs> All right. I like it. That's a good place to end. Let's, uh, let's move on to music. <laughs> Music. According to the dot coms, is, uh, <laughs> that's going to be the name of this podcast. Just so we're clear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's going to be my gonna, list. You're not going to be able to get away from that one, buddy. Uh, I I got to say who I've been listening to, and and we always kind of break down either if we have a musical guest or something specific is happening, and. I I actually will have some really cool news coming up very soon, but I can't say anything this week. Always so, so many teases. I know, such a tease. I know. And somebody the other day was like, you really need to stop putting out music teases if you're not going to drop something. I was like, look, I think it's cool because I'm able to show people a snapshot of something that I'm working on that otherwise they might not get to hear for a while. Yeah. So flip, flip it back on them. Would, you, would yeah. they prefer to hear nothing? Yeah. I mean, you, I could just be like, never mind. <laughs> I like, guess you'll get it when you get it. See ya. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I'd type that in you in the internet ever. <laughs> I, I don't think I would ever say that as an artist. That'd be a bad idea. But uh, shout out to my buddy who uh, sent us a little audio clip last week. Tim McGraw, his album Here on Earth is out, and uh, there's 16 tracks on this record. A lot of tracks. Um, obviously, I called Mama is on there, and there is a song called 7500 OBO that I absolutely love, I think is just a great, first of all, it's an incredible title. Yeah. And, uh, second of all, it's just an awesome song. It's and, really uh, well written. I heard the demo of it and it's, it's so good. It's a really, really cool song. So definitely, definitely check out that whole album and, uh, you know, friend of the podcast, Tim McGraw, make sure you go, uh, listen to that song specifically. If you just want to check it out, Josh, what do you got this week? Uh, to go with the theme of last week, I was listening to some Backstreet Boys. <laughs> they lost the poll. I was listening to some Backstreet Boys. <laughs> the and album was Black and Blue 2000, and the song is Shape of My Heart. <laughs> so good. The best boy band of all time. Backstreet Boys. To your opinion. By, based on facts. <laughs> this is this is literally uh, after I opened by saying maybe people have never heard this before <laughs> and this is their first podcast like the worst one because we're doing like all of the callbacks where if you didn't listen last week you don't get this so well it's gonna make them want to go back and listen you know what but for those that are dedicated and do listen every week they get the show and that's also a callback to a different podcast entirely so go <laughs> ahead Rye what have you been listening to so I've actually stumbled across some some new stuff from a few artists, but the ones that I've been settling on is uh, Lindsay L has come out with a new album um, and she's got some really good tunes on there. And if you guys haven't heard of Lindsay L, she's one of the best guitarists that I've, I've come across. Like just, she shreds. She did a, a John Mayer continuum album. She covered the entire thing. Um, but Want Me Back is one of her new songs that just came out. Um, and I've heard it on uh, the highway. Good, good jam. So Lindsay L, definitely check her out if you haven't heard of, heard of her yet. 
Yeah, she's awesome. Um, actually, had a chance for her. She she came over and uh, a chance for her. Good lord, a chance to watch her perform while she was opening for us when we were in Europe the last time I went to Europe. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of cool. She was like, "Hey, you know, I, I'm I'm taking kind of a, a skeleton crew over there to play. Do you mind if I ask your bass player Steve to play drums?" And so I, I was like, "I mean, that's up to him. Like, he could play two shows a night." This could be a lot, and he did, and he did like a wardrobe change. That's awesome. In between <laughs> set, so I was laughing. I was like, "What's up, Reba?" Every time he would like walk through, because <laughs> he made a completely different outfit. But um, just it, incredible. She puts on an amazing show, and like you said, just hell of a guitar player. Great, great human, and uh, love her music. So I'll definitely be checking that out. Bear, what do you got? Are you going to give us uh, the the curveball this week? Well. That's a yes. Is it though? So you know how a couple weeks ago, Josh, you know, an old song came on. He goes, it just hits differently. Mm -hmm. Well, I was at work and there's a jukebox and people play the most random stuff, obviously. And then one of my favorite bands come on and I haven't heard this song in a while. And it just hit. I was sitting there. I was just feeling it behind the bar, singing it out loud. Anyways, it was actually Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers breakdown. I don't know if it's just the way that it made me feel, but I'm like, oh, this song. And I was listening to it actually on the way here too. I've just been, it brought me down that rabbit hole of all of Tom Petty and like that genre, but breakdown is just my ish. I mean, that, that's that's a curveball from what we picked, but that's also safe for work. So it's like a double curveball. Like you... <laughs> You zigged we and were, zagged. Yeah, we were expecting uh, <laughs> something that were like uh, explicit content, and right. then we got Tom Petty. Yeah. I like it's it. kind of like a double home run, but instead a double curveball. Okay, in my defense, what I was saying is each one of those players both hit two, <laughs> we, home, we know two home runs, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as guys. always, uh, if you want to go check it out, we do have a, a playlist up of, of the quad where you can go listen to all of the songs that we have put. Are, are they all on there? I update them every week. Man. So how long is this playlist? It's pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we don't, we, um, when we have like music guests, we don't usually do. So there's like, there's a couple weeks where there's not anything getting updated, but there's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of songs. It's on there. the ultimate Man. playlist is what it is. <laughs> it's all over the place. It is, uh, yeah. If, if you are ADD, this playlist is for you. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> I say that being someone that is. (laughs) All right. Well, uh, we'll have some more music next week, and we're working on a guest coming up pretty soon. That's going to be going to be really exciting. So, uh, do we do we want to tease that? No, let's make no, no, let's make them wait. All right. So it's so we are we are teasing. We're teasing, but not teasing the tease. You're teasing the tease here. I like that. All right. Let's move on to movies. Movies. So obviously this is kind of a, a heavy way to start this segment, but we really wanted to address it uh, because of the passing of Chadwick Boseman, who I don't think they actually told anybody, but for the last four years has been battling what started out as, as stage three colon cancer and then moved on to stage four. Uh, just a horrible, horrible disease, horribly debilitating. And um, he's been filming all of these movies that he's been in for the last four years in between surgeries and just never really told anybody. And, uh, it's been a, a crazy, crazy thing to wrap a lot of people's heads around because when you see someone that's that level of star and not just for 
the roles that he's played, but specifically the movie that we're going to talk about, Black Panther. I wanted to go back and, and talk about that film. Just all of the the box office records and the way that movie was portrayed and the fact that he is just this amazing, larger-than-life superhero um, and the way that he portrayed that character and, and made everyone fall in love with this character, people felt like they, they knew him. And then it was just the, kind of a shock to find out, hey, you know, there's there's always, no matter who it is, things that people are dealing with in their life, and they can range from really small to really, really big that maybe you don't know about. Uh, specifically, I, I want to point to, um, he got not necessarily mocked, but he actually, um, I guess was removing some photos because people were talking about, uh, you know, the, the tagline from the movie being Wakanda forever. Well, there was a couple images, which evidently were in these past four years where he was showing up at events and, and kind of doing the, the Wakanda pose with his arms crossed across his chest. And, uh, he looked like he kind of wasn't into it. So people were like, oh yeah, Wakanda sometimes, or like just trolling him on the internet and, you know, had no idea that he was going through all this stuff and, and massively horribly sick. And, and just for him to show up at some of these things probably took an incredible toll on, on him and his, his really close friends and family because they knew what he was going through. And, uh, it just kind of reminds you, you know, you, you never really do know what someone else is dealing with. And, for all of the barriers that this guy broke and, and really created, uh, you know, a, a black superhero for, for kids to look up to. I, I, just an amazing career. And by the way, that just bringing up Black Panther would be horribly mem- minimizing what he's done in movies because you got to think about 42 and that he portrayed James Brown and all of the stuff that he's done in the past four years that was the recent films that people are going to continue to hear about. And, uh, just an incredible, incredible human being. And, and, you know, one of those people that broke so many barriers and, and, uh, just sad that he's gone now. It is. There's actually like a bunch of people going around saying like Marvel, we do not want you to recast him. You want, we want you to find a different way to go about it rather than recasting. And people are saying, bring back, you know, Eric from the dead as a good person and just become the king and hold a memorial for him. And well, in, in the comics, the the mantle of Black Panther is passed down to one of the women. It's Shuri. Yeah. It's Shuri. It's his, yeah. it's a sister. It's a sister. So yeah. that, that seems like the logical way. It'd be the best way to go off. about yeah. it. But I agree. Like don't recast him. Like he did so well in that role and just his memory and him as a person, like just, just move forward. Yeah, I'm already like tearing up at whatever Marvel's going to do to make that story happen. Oh, you know, like however they're going to tie those loose ends up in whatever the next movie is, we'll just. Yeah, I mean, I cried like five times in Endgame. So, Ryan, do you want to <laughs> you want to jump in? Well, I I just thought it was a really classy move by ABC to to do a special airing of Black Panther, um, and sitting north of 6 million people tuned in, um, you know, to see this movie and to remember him and his, his star role. Um, you know, he's one of those vanguards when you think of guys that have come into specific roles and it has made their careers. I mean, this, this movie, this role made his career, um, you know, really emotional to the director of, of black Panther, uh, Ryan Coogler, um, kind of wrote this quote and I think it was, it, it, 
you know, it was a beautiful tribute that he penned. Um, and on Chadwick Boseman, he said, because he was a caretaker, a leader um, and a man of faith, dignity and pride, he shielded his collaborators from his suffering. Um, to be able to really conceal that and still go about your work and be as excellent as he was, um, it's just, it's a tribute to to the man that, that Chadwick Boseman was. Agreed. Gone too soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do want to talk about the movie. The movie's the incredible. Oh, it's so well, good. Well, it's the reason that, I, like I said, um, and I, I wasn't trying to be intentionally just diverge onto this other path with what we were talking about before getting to the movie after saying what it was. But, um, you know, the, a lot of the posts that I read that, that had that sentiment to it of you never know what someone's going through really hit me. And I just thought that was something that, that we should bring up and, and talk about. Um, but this, this role was just so iconic for him. Uh, when you think about the fact that, you know, I mentioned he played in 42 and he played James Brown as a character and he did all these other things. And this was the role that stood even above all of those, just because of the level of impact it had. That's saying a lot. Um, this movie is still 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. We've talked about like how hard it is to get high ratings. If you have not seen this, you really need to watch it. It's, it's mm-hmm. phenomenal. Uh, and I, as I, everyone that listens to this knows, I'm a sucker for Marvel movies anyway, but this one is, was just a standout to me. Um, the, on Google.com, it says, After the death of his father, T'Challa returns home to the African nation of Wakanda to take his rightful place as king. When a powerful enemy suddenly appears, T'Challa's medal as king and as Black Panther gets tested when he's drawn into a conflict that puts the fate of Wakanda and the entire world at risk. Uh, I think it was released in 2018? 2018. Yep. 2018, Ryan Coogler, the director, uh, Rye, as you noted, and the box office as of, I mean, this says as of May 22nd, 2018, which is a long time ago, uh, the budget was two hundred million, and it brought in one point three four billion dollars. Do you so, know how long it took to get to one billion? No, how long? Twenty four days. Jesus. That's crazy. Oh my goodness! <laughs> if that doesn't tell you something like that, that's just straight a fact. Like you cannot disprove that. Even if somebody watched this movie and they're like, "I don't get it," I mean that it did a billion dollars in twenty four days. That is incredible. It's the that is incredible. It's one of two Marvel movies. The budget was two hundred million. It's one of two that has exceeded its budget in opening weekend. It, it made what was the other one? Two hundred and two. I think it was Spider Man Homecoming. Insane. Well, uh, fantastic movie. Definitely watch it. And Chadwick Boseman, he will be missed by so many people. Mm-hmm. Um, just a no one will be able to fill that void. And like you said, Haley, I've, I've seen those conversations too, where they're already talking about not trying to recast this just because yeah. it would, it would never work. Yep. No. And that says, way, that, that says a lot. The photo of him uh, and Kobe uh, that, that got me on, on Friday night. Um, you know, when you just see those two together and just the souls we've lost this year collectively, but those two specifically. Um, and then, for him to pass away on Jackie Robinson day, um, in baseball, given, you know, his role in 42, um, it, it's crazy how those things kind of stand out above. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, there's a lot of people that were broken up by, by Chadwick Boseman's death and you could see just the effect he's had on people and the ripple effects, not just in, you know, in Hollywood, but across sports everywhere. Um, and, but that, that picture of him and Kobe really got me. Yeah. Rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Some uh, some internet research on this movie. Just found some really interesting nuggets. Um, 
John Boyega from Star Wars considered for T'Challa for the Chadwick Boseman part. Really? Vastly different movie, I feel like. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like it would be a way different take on the character. Uh-huh. Um, Michael B. Jordan, who played Killmonger, mm-hmm. originally auditioned for the role of Falcon. What? But did not make it. Really? I don't know. I, I, I guess I love him as the evil person so much. I could that see that, though. I, I could, could t- see that. And we would have him in so many more movies. He than... would. Oh, wow. I really like Michael B. Jordan as Falcon. I'm a little sad by that. Oh, whoa. I, whoa. Don't, I don't know about that. Like, Don't undercredit Falcon now. I'm he's not. Great. I'm, yeah, just, yeah. I'm just saying I would like it. Um, Kendrick Lamar, executive producer on the soundtrack for the whole movie. Oh, another interesting fact. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. And that soundtrack is awesome. It's incredible. And then my favorite, <laughs> my favorite piece of uh, internet research. So this is reuniting Martin Freeman and Andy Serkis, who played Bilbo Baggins and Gollum in the Lord of the Rings. And uh, they were called on set the Tolkien white guys. Oh, my God. <laughs> no. <sighs> the Tolkien. <laughs> Y'all, no. You know, it's so like the bear noise is when bear says something and we all just kind of shake our head. I, w- I wish there was a noise for you right for now. For like a dad joke? <laughs> yeah, we, do, we just don't have it. We don't have it. Let's, <laughs> let's move on. Let's go to the hot take. You didn't even prepare for that one. No, it was very casual. You're kind of off the mic when you sing that to her. I was like, well, I don't want to blow people's ears out, you know. <laughs> I still think we need to put it to a vote just so you know forever <laughs> know. that people want you to continue to do it. I know. We don't have to ask. <laughs> uh, just saying. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to have that. Uh, have that. I'd, I'd vote no. You don't want to hear him do it anymore? Wow. No, I'm tired of it. Wow. Oh, wow. Whoa. Shots fired. Whoa, Rye. You want to expand upon that thought? No, you know, I just, you know, just, it's getting old. (laughs) Wow. All right. That's cool, man. Okay. Um, No, you know, let the, let the sounders stand alone. You know, I mean, you you, just mad because you don't say music every time. We put a lot of, you know, a lot of hard work into the sounders and, and, you know, I, I want to save your voice, Josh. It's a beautiful voice, you know, that's, uh, (laughs) that needs to be preserved. Don't backpedal. You're fine. Man, um, I I don't know how to feel about that now. That's <laughs> he just kind of dumped all over you, didn't he? He just dunked on me. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, here we go. I honest you. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I I have and uh, there's probably going to be some people that disagree with me on this actually because I think it is so crazy. We always talk about. Um, you know, coming straight off of, of talking about a movie like Black Panther that's just iconic and it's it's original and even the fact that it's coming from the comic book world, just nailing that so well. And it's an original thought. A lot of people complain in the era of Hollywood that we're in that there are too many remakes and that a lot of the remakes will never live up to the original. They're just being done. And I, I'm, I don't mean adaptations. I don't mean spinoffs. I mean remakes. Remaking a movie. And... I think I have a hot take that one is going to is going to upset people because the original is a classic had the rat pack in it. Uh-huh. But I think for my money the only remake in the last 60 years that's better than the original is Ocean's 11. Mm. 
And I've got a lot of reasons for this. So, first of all, if you go back and you look for the original Ocean's Eleven, it's like a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes, but mm, is Rotten Tomatoes really a good place to go for a movie that old? Right. What's the demographic that's voting on Rotten Tomatoes? Right. And you look at the fact that it was the Rad Pack, that it's Sinatra, that it's Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr. Uh, And then you put all of that together, and then you realize when you start looking at the one from 2001, just all of the amazing casting, all of the little jabs, the different personalities of the characters, and that cast, you look at that cast, not just from iconic and will go down in history as well all for their own movies but george clooney brad pitt matt damon julia roberts andy garcia bernie mac carl reiner i mean it's an all-time it's ensemble. insane it is insane that they got all those people to not only function on a set together which evidently they all worked really well together just because of the the level of actors and actresses that are in that film but just how well it's pulled off i i mean it is Probably one of my favorite heist movies of all time. And, you know, they kept it going and did 12 and 13, and, and they're all great. But, dude, that first one, I remember going, I have not seen anything this well put together start to finish in a long time. Just as a movie, even if it's not just a heist film, it, it's probably my top 10 movies of all time. I mean, it, it's an incredible, incredible film. And I think that just says a lot because it is a remake and that wasn't the very first word off of everyone's lips when they made this movie. Right. That was not the first thing that got talked about. Everybody was like, we have to see this. This is going to be great. And, uh, and it still holds up. You can watch it right now. And it's, it's you know now 20 years old. And that movie's from 01. Isn't that crazy? I, it's, it's insane. And uh, yeah, hot take. I, I don't think there is a better remake in the last 60 years period why did you choose 60 years i'm just curious so i chose 60 years because really and i mean this not that my knowledge of movies before then is limited but i did it and you brought this movie up right before we started recording (laughs) to specifically get out the recency bias that is stars born sure because that film is incredible but how many remakes have they done of that movie yeah it's like five it's like the fourth or fifth time they've redone that and the recent one is just so good and it's so current I feel like people would get caught up in emotion. Totally. It wouldn't be, is that really the best remake ever? Like, True Grit. Great, great movie. Like, that's a great remake, but the original is still, to me, always going to be, ah, did it really outdo the original? Did it? Right. It's really good. So, yeah, that was why. Gotcha. I I didn't want recency bias to factor into people actually making a decision I thought that was the case when I like started to look up the dates on some stuff. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is to stop. And a also, Star is Born. most people, do most people even realize that a Star is Born is a remake when they when they saw it? Probably doubtful. Like that that was never really like I knew, you mm-hmm. knew. Yep. So yeah, I picked sixty years. Got it. And just you know, selfishly, a lot of the stuff before. You know, it is it is a cutoff for sure. 1960 is like, that's, a, yeah, that's a long time ago. And there's a lot of classic films before then. But yeah, that have been remade in any sort of recent time frame. Yeah, not really. It's true. So wait, so wait, let me get this straight. So the remake has to be the original film had to be within the last 60 years or the remake. No, the original. I asked film. this last night. Yeah, I answered this. Oh, God. <laughs> 
What? <laughs> it's my it's hot ru- take. It, ru- it ruins my my counter argument. All right, what was yours going to be? Scarface, eighty three. But that, the original film came out in thirty two. So clearly, I didn't make the mark of the years factor there. But Scarface, the remake with Al Pacino, was obviously significantly better than the original in nineteen thirty two, and one of the more quotable, and probably the most well known gangster movie. Oh, oh no, 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 no. You can back that what? truck way up. No. What, it's Training not- Day? What's the What's the other well-known what? gangster movie? Training Day? <laughs> Are you going to talk about the classic? You're going to just skip over the Godfather? Godfather? Are you kidding okay, me? Godfather. Come yeah, on. Godfather, Scarface, yeah. What are you doing? Okay. This is the first time somebody listens to this podcast. They're going to be like, that guy doesn't know movies. For shame. What the hell? Okay, Josh, you got one that's actually in the criteria that I, I sent out last week. I do, but I want I want to hear Bears first. Y'all might slap me in the face for this. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, we would never do that. Yeah, we. that's true. We would never do that. <laughs> bear slap. Anyways, uh, so. <laughs> Did you just say bear slap? <laughs> bear slap, right? <laughs> okay, go ahead. So, so my original movie came out in 1963, but the remake that came out in 1993 is way better. It's classic. And one of my favorite and three iconic animals are in it. Can you name it? What? Go ahead. The original movie is The Incredible Journey. The remake is Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. <laughs> oh, my God. I told you. Of I course you went with an animal movie. <laughs> but you, I cried on, you during Homeward Bound. Okay, thank you. Homeward right, Bound is Homeward so Bound. classic by far. Again, one of my top ten favorite movies. Outdid the original by far. All right, can I ask you a question, though? It, does this fall into a category of everyone knew that Ocean's Eleven was a remake? They just didn't bring up that it was a remake. Unless I had researched that Homeward Bound yeah, <laughs> it has was it in a the name, remake. The Incredible Journey, about three animals that I, I, find their way home. I Homeward am, Bound, The Incredible Journey. I am today years old when, when, I, I, realized when I realized that, that, that it's a remake. A remake. Well, have you seen, have original, you seen the original? Yes. I feel like you just lied. <laughs> You've seen the original? Yes, because when I, I when I back when I learned that this was Who was in it? it they're all old actors. I'm not going to name the actors Tim, all names. Tim Tim Timerson, Tim Timerson. Tim Timerson. <laughs> Tim Timerson. I'm what? talking about a movie that the original had the Rat Pack in it. These and you're you're old. like, yeah, the original Homeward ni- Bound. 1963. Like this is old. I'm not going to know those actors by heart. <laughs> oh, gosh. That, all right, it, Ryan's yawning over there. <laughs> I told y'all y'all might slap me, but I still think it's the best one. I love it. Oh, and I guess we just oh, lost Homeward Ryan's. Ba- Homeward Bound is not what I think about when I think of like remakes. Okay, like, it's oh, but also you're thinking this original remake came back in 1993. I like, gave, it's you, I gave you guys as 60 years of movies <laughs> that have yes. been remade in a culture in which Hollywood gets like dunked on constantly because they remake films. And you came up with Homeward Bound. Yes. I got another My one. original one did, was kind of like Ryan, didn't fall into the criteria of the years. Like I told you at the very beginning of the podcast. We're bending hey, the rules you know here. What, you know what they do when, when you're in school, and maybe it's just been so long for everyone here that we've forgotten, but like when you open your test and they say follow directions on the top of it, this was not that hard to pull off. <laughs> You have the internet on your phone. I've, you would have known what year the went, original was. I went through all of the remakes that they have made in the last 60 years. Well, and you this is a, my favorite. You missed a very, very important one. And I 
I have a feeling this is going to come down between you and me. So just go Shock- ahead. Oh, Shockingly don't hate, again. Don't hate on Homeward Bound. Thankfully, this fit just within the criteria that you set out. This was a 1961 movie. So 59 years old. We're good. It was a Haley Mills classic movie called The Parent Trap. Oh. Which was then remade in 1998 and launched the career of a little redhead named Lindsay Lohan. Damn you, Josh Gleave. That is a really good one. So I saw The Parent Trap, but I couldn't say because I never saw the original Parent Trap. That as much great. as I as wow. much as I love Parent Trap with Lindsay Lindsay Lohan, I could not say how much I love the remake because I never saw the original. But that is fantastic, and that's like groundbreaking tech at the time, both in sixty one and ninety eight, for an a actor to play against themselves. I'm old. Oh. Yeah, like, like, like the scene where she's like, "What? What is? What does she say? What's the exact line?" You're you're thinking of Freaky Friday. Yeah, I'm yeah. an idiot. Well, okay. <laughs> okay, but all right, there's a reason why I did that. But I agree with you. That was a good one. It's groundbreaking tech. It's a movie that most people have seen the original. Most most people have seen, even if they haven't seen the first one, they knew it was a remake. I did not. You didn't know it was a remake? No. At all? No. That's the age gap, I think. Probably. Um, yet I knew that Homeward Bound was a remake. Yeah, I think that, that's just a you thing. Yeah, like that, I, that I watched that movie growing up, and I had no idea it was a remake. All right, I need y'all's help. Help me out here. No, Pod no. squad. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, I just uh, so go ahead and and tell me why you think it's that. Is it just because that's a remake that everyone knows, and you think it's better than the original? Yeah, I mean, if it hits all those criteria, I think that the remake was a more enjoyable movie than the original. It took the idea and the plot devices, but updated it and made it really great it was a standout role for Lindsay lohan um i love you know secretly i love the 98 parent trap i love that movie i think it's just fun and cool it hits that like weird era not weird but that era of disney movies with like heavyweights and parent trap and it introduced me to like oreos and peanut butter totally like d2 mighty ducks it's like this era of movies right and um yeah i just feel as though it it kind of fits all right, you want me to say what the tipping point is between these? And I'm going to use your argument from last week. Great. Box office. Okay. Box office, buddy. Even adjusted for inflation. It's not even close. Oh, I'm sure it's not. No. I'm it's sure Ocean, it's, it's Ocean's Eleven. Also, you think about it, Parent Trap is more of a younger crowd-based movie versus adults who are frequently going to the movie more often. Here's here's the funny thing. When we put this to a poll, because I know our audience is uh, is... Uh, a lot of females out there that like to listen to this podcast. I think Parent Trap's going to win this poll over Ocean's Eleven. I don't know, man. I think you're going to be surprised. I don't know. I think Homeward Bound would win. People love animals. No, I, they, <sighs> Come on. It was great training, too. Thank I mean, I guess you're Thank you guys so much for your- listening to the quad this week with Chris Young. I'm Chris. Uh, <laughs> and we're out. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, Haley. <laughs> I just, I can't do this anymore. We're done. Ho- no. Homeward Bound might not even be the best dog movie. Lassie is probably better. It's not, than it's not Bound. just a dog movie. There's a cat in it too. We have derailed. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is so <laughs> far gone. We're going to put this up on the poll. Thanks again for listening to the quad podcast. <laughs> Once again, we will see you guys next week from Ryan from Miami, producer Josh, Haley, the bear and myself. We love you. And-